Welcome back to From Aid Arbitration. And how'd y'all like my new intro music? Huh? That's pretty dadgum good, wasn't it? <laughs> I had a gentleman reach out to me this week. Said he had been listening to the podcast, and we got to talking. And he told me that he had an all-letter carrier band. And this gentleman's name is Edward Serbone. And I hope I pronounced that last name right. He's from New Jersey, so I probably didn't. So, but... Uh, Edward Serbone from New Jersey, but that's an all letter carrier band. And, uh, I told him, I said, Hey, send me, send me a few clips and I'll download them and, and I'll make some of my intro for the next few episodes. So that's one of them. So, uh, I thought it was pretty, pretty damn good myself. So that's Edward Serbone from New Jersey. It's an all letter carrier band. So that's my intro for this week. Hope y'all liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. A uh, lot of uh, comments this week about my last episode. <laughs> I burned some shit down, didn't I? Uh, hey, look, I, I'm very passionate about my brothers and sisters. <laughs> Nobody will ever accuse me of uh, not being passionate when it comes to my people. And, and I'll always be that way, always. A um, couple of my union buddies who I love dearly call me. It's like just furious. I'm like, you know, seven, eight hours a day. What are you talking about? We work eight hours a day. And so <laughs> I took some flack. But uh, if I call after eight hours, y'all ain't there. So <laughs> I consider that working eight hours a day. And I know they do a lot more than than eight hours a day. I know that. But if I call you after eight hours, you're gone from the office. So let's put it that way. But um, let, let me tell you this. I am not anti-establishment. I'm the opposite of that. Trust me. I love my union, NALC, and and I represent them with everything I have in my being. Now, I have sacrificed much for this union. I really have. Uh, and and I, every time I work for them, I represent them to the fullest. I give them 100% every time. And uh, I just want to make sure they're doing the same for me. So I, I get to, I get heated sometimes, but I love my union. Don't ever confuse that. You know, when I'm on these episodes and I get down, I, I, I love my union. I'll be at the national convention coming up next week. Um, I won't have an episode next week. I'm sorry, but uh, I'll be at the national convention. Y'all come see me. I'll be in uh, region eight. Uh, standing over there by the Tennessee folk, uh, y'all come and see me. I'd love to see y'all. Uh, I'll be the, the tall, bald-headed guy with a mask on. <laughs> so uh, I'd love to see y'all if y'all want to make your way over there and holler at me. I'd love to, to meet y'all. But, yeah, don't ever, don't ever take my rants as being anti-union. You, cannot, you will never find a stronger union person than me, I promise you. I'm definitely not anti-establishment, but uh, <laughs> I had some very fun, fun conversations this week with my brothers that I love dearly in the union, man. <laughs> I thought they were going to come whip my ass there for a second. But, uh, hey, we have some powerful, powerful individuals in this union, and uh, I love working with them. Um, and I'll be voting whatever. And I told you I don't do politics on this thing, and I won't, but this, I guess this could be considered politics but i'll be voting straight down president fred orlando's ticket whatever it is i'll be voting for it 
there are some people that I've worked with that will be on that ticket that I know them. I know their heart. I have worked with them. Uh, I have been in some battles with them. So they've got my full respect. Trust me. Uh, most of them do. So whatever his ticket is, got my vote. And that's the most politics you'll ever hear me do on this episode. But I just had a lot of people message me. <laughs> about me just burning shit down last week but that's how i am man i'm gonna call it as i see it i told you i don't kiss nobody's ass i never will i don't hobnob with nobody and i never will I, i'm not i'm a letter carrier first uh, that's my job a letter carrier and i've chosen to represent letter carriers through the nlc and that's what i do and i do it with everything in me so um yeah had a good episode last week <laughs> Uh, I listened to it during the week, man. I was like, damn, Corey, come on now. <laughs> I was on a tirade, but I, I'm very passionate about my brothers and sisters, man. Anybody that knows me will tell you that. Um, my business agent, I love him with all my heart. I've known him. Uh, he worked with my mother and when, when she was a rural care at his station. Um, he worked with her, and he knows my mother well. But uh, he has 100% of my backing. As strongly as I can endorse that man, I will. Uh, I love that guy. And, and he has uh, been through the battles with me, man. And so I've got him 100%. And he knows that. He knows that I back him with everything in me. My business agent here in Region 8. Uh, the guys that work in his office that I've worked with on, on different things, Chris Strickland, Jason Ashley, uh, and I don't work, you know, Monica and I have not worked on things together, but I, I respect them more than anything. Uh, Chris Strickland and I have done numerous things together, uh, numerous things together. And I love that guy like he's my brother. Same with Jason Ashley. Uh, we've been through some battles, and I'm telling you, we've been in some, some shit, man, some you know, some stations that the cares just have given up. And we've gone in there and absolutely turned some tables over for them, man. Uh, so, and I love that guy like he's my brother. And he knows that. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely not anti-establishment. I am pro-NALC, as, as pro as you can get. So don't ever get that confused. <laughs> but I know after last week I was listening to it, I was like, God, dog, man. <laughs> Corey's hot. But, uh, you know, like I say, I'm going to call it as I see it. And, and I always will. I will never not tell you my, my opinion on things, right or wrong or indifferent. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you my opinion on things. Um, so at the convention, man, y'all come holler at me. I'd love to see y'all, really. Uh, if we go out, I don't drink, I don't drink alcohol. All right. But I'll watch you drink. Uh, I will, I will drink one shot only. Uh, so, uh, my, my buddies, when we go to different places, Jason Ashley and Chris Strickland and Cliff Stoddard, uh, this is, this is tacky, but, uh, management called us the motherfuckers forgive my language but so that's what we call ourselves now when we go places <laughs> the motherfuckers so whenever we go out man you know we're like let's ride but anyway 
they think it's funny that I don't drink. They'll always want me to do one shot. We're eating at this steak place one time, and uh, and they'll be there, so you can ask them if this is true or not. But we're eating at this steak place, and before we eat, they're like, you know, we're going to do one shot. We have this arbitration tomorrow. We're going to do one shot, you know, kind of as a toast to this arbitration. And whoever's the person we're going after, that's who we'll toast to, kind, kind of as a good riddance to that bastard. And so uh, we were eating at this steak place one time, real nice steak place. And so we do one shot. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, I've never been drunk, ever. When I, I, I didn't start taking drinking shots to about a year or two ago, I'm 53. I didn't drink growing up. So we do that one shot and we're sitting there, we're eating whatever appetizer we got. And I'm not feeling right. I'm feeling woozy. <laughs> and so uh, they're talking and they're like talking in slow motion. I'm looking around the table like something's not right. And uh, I remember my feet, my shoes felt like they weighed 50 pounds a piece. I could not pick my feet up off the ground. <laughs> I could not pick my fork up off the plate. My fork felt like it was nailed to the plate. And uh, so I'm talking to them. They are cracking up, man. Because I'm a big dude now. I'm 6'1", 265. They are cracking up. You know, like, how are we going to get your big ass to the car? You know, I could not pick my fork. I was having to go my put my face on my plate to eat. <laughs> so I remember Jay taking my keys. He drove us back to the hotel, but... That tore me up. So anyway, long story short, I don't drink. Now, I will drink one shot. If everybody meets up somewhere and we go out, I'll do one shot after I eat something. Because <laughs> as you can tell, I don't drink. But anyway, I'd love to see y'all there, man. I really would. Region 8, y'all come holler at me. My business agent has asked me to go over a few things, um, and, and I'm going to. Some things that he's seeing in this region, and y'all may be seeing them as well, but we'll touch on them, okay? One thing that we're seeing a lot in this region, now this episode is going to be extremely long, and I apologize because I'm going to cover a lot of different things, all right? But I am going to, to go over uh, M1983, that's the last of the memos, okay? I will read that, that's going to be a long one, that's going to be a lot of reading. But anyway, I'm going to cover some different things before I get into that. And uh, so one of the things that we're seeing in discipline is management will put in a letter of warning and it will say on the letter of warning, reduce to an official discussion. And they will put that in discipline as a, as a site for other disciplines. Okay. So if you're given a seven day and they'll put in a letter of warning saying it's been reduced to an official discussion. Or if you're getting a letter of warning, they will put in a previous letter of warning, and at the top they will put on it reduced to an official discussion or a 16-2 discussion. That's a violation of Article 1610, all right? If management ever puts in sites discipline that has been reduced or fully rescinded, that is a violation of Article 1610, okay? We're seeing that a lot in this region, 
So if you get a letter of warning, if you're a shop steward and you get the packet, and management sends you the information that they use to issue discipline, and in there you see a letter of warning that you know is out of the file, and written on there is reduced to an official discussion, raise a 1610 argument, okay? Because if you look at 1610, what does it state? Can't be cited or considered. You can't be cited or considered. What they're doing is they're citing that. They may say they didn't consider it, but you cited it because I'm looking at it. That means to refer, to mention. Okay, that's what cited means. Uh, To call attention to. That's what cited means. So if you're using discipline that has been reduced or ascended, and you see it in in, in a disciplinary packet, Raise that argument. It's a violation of 1610, okay? Can't be cited or considered. And if I'm looking at it, you've cited it, okay? So that's one of the things he wanted me to cover. Uh, Another thing is wine garden. Having a lot of issues with that for some reason. And so we're having a lot of issues with wine garden for some reason right now. And so I'm going to read something to you, and it should help you. All right, it's uh, M1667, M1667, and this is what it talks about. It's from uh, John Dawkins, Manager Contract Administration, APW, and he sent it to, to Billy Young, past president. It said, dear, dear Bill, this letter is a follow-up to my July co- correspondence regarding issuance of a wallet-sized wine garden card. Enclosed, you'll find the final letter and laminated card that were mailed to all managers, supervisors, and select postal personnel. If there are any questions, please feel free to contact Jacqueline Adona of my staff and guys the number there. So this is M1667, and this is what it states. And this is from Doug Tolino. All right, so this is management. August 14th, 2007. Enclosed is your personal wallet-sized PS Form 3979 Wine Garden Rules card, outlining postal policy allowing employees to consult with a union steward under the Supreme Court's Wine Garden Rules. So uh, that's critical on this first sentence. This is Doug Tolino now. Uh, a lot of y'all that have dealt with, with management or M documents know, you know, know the name Doug Tolino. It says, enclosed is your personal wallet size PS Form 3979 Wine Garden Rules card outlining postal policy, allowing employees to consult with a union steward under the Supreme Court's Wine Garden Rules. Employees, upon request, must be given access to a steward before and during any investigatory interview meaning any conversation that may lead to the employee's discipline or which the employee has reason to believe may lead to discipline, this means, among other things, if an employee requests a steward at any time in connection with an investigatory interview, you must do one of three things. You must provide a steward, or you must end the interview, Or you must offer the employee the choice of continuing the interview without a steward. Or of having no interview at all and therefore losing the benefit that the interview might have given to him or her. 
If the employee initially does not want a steward, but later asks for a steward, a steward must be provided before continuing the interview. When in doubt, it is better to provide a steward or contact labor relations immediately. Note, an interview need not be conducted in a formal setting to be investigatory. For example, a workroom floor conversation may be an investigative interview. Did y'all hear that? An interview need not be conducted in a formal setting to be investigatory. For example, a workroom floor conversation may be an investigative interview. Do you remember when I was talking about stationary events when management would come up to you at your case? And they say, hey, Corey, yesterday, man, it looked like you sat somewhere for 35 minutes. What happened? And I said, don't answer that question. <laughs> You're being investigated. There you go. All right. There you have it. Says, for example, a workroom floor conversation may be an investigatory interview. Anytime you're asked a question at your case and you feel like that has potential to lead to your discipline, ask them, say, I, I, you know, I appreciate it, but just let me have a shop steward present if you don't mind. Oh, no, this can't lead to discipline. Well, that's not for you to determine. <laughs> that's for me to determine. And you ask me about uh, you know, a stationary event, I'm going to say that, that that has potential. So I'm not going to answer that unless I have a shop steward present. All right, so tell your carriers that, all right? Note, a steward is not allowed at a discussion under Article 16 because no discipline is involved. If discipline becomes involved, the discussion ends and an interview begins, and the employee is entitled to a steward. The employee and steward must be told the purpose of the meeting before it begins. Let me stop there. Here's another problem we have. What's the investigation about? Well, you'll find out in the investigation. Well, I'm not going then. Well, if you don't go, then I'm going to say you're not participating in the investigation. Okay, I'll participate, but let me know what it's about before I go in there. You'll find out once we get in there. Okay, well, how many pages are in that investigative interview? Ten. Roll those up as tight as you can and shove them up your ass. I'm not going in there until you tell me what it's about. All right, that right there. The employee and steward must be told the purpose of the meeting before it begins. That's critical. If management refuses to tell you, if they say, just, you'll find out when we get in there, don't go. And if they say that, you you know, they issue the discipline saying that you refused an investigation, write a very detailed letter, very detailed statement, okay? Write a very detailed statement saying, I asked what it was about. They, they refused to tell me said so that they'll tell me once we get in there. Again, the employee and steward must be told the purpose of the meeting before it begins. That is, they must be told what the employee may have done wrong and that discipline may result. Again, this is M1667. This is management speaking to management. So nothing better in a case file when management tells management what to do and they don't do it. If an employee and or the steward request a pre-interview consultation, you must permit them to meet privately for an adequate period of time. You must permit the steward to participate in and advise the employee during the interview as described in greater detail in the Wine Garden card. 
However, as also explained on the card, a steward is not permitted to disrupt the meeting. And that's what management will always say. If you stop and say, hey, no, don't, you're not going to answer that. That's, that's accusatory or that's leading or something like that. They'll be like, you're being disruptive. No, no, I have the, 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 that's why I'm in here is to protect this person and you're leading him or you're being accusatory. That's not being disruptive. That's doing your job. Again, if management tells you to shut up in there, shut up, tell the carrier, hey, it's over with. So say whatever you want to say because they just violated your wine garden rights by not letting me participate. I read that again. You must permit the steward to participate in and advise the employee during the interview, as described in greater detail on the wine garden card. However, as also explained on the card, a steward is not permitted to disrupt the meeting. If that happens, you should postpone the rest of the meeting and contact labor relations immediately. Important application of the wine garden rule can sometimes be complicated. If a question arises regarding any of the above, ask a superior or labor relations before denying an employee a right to a steward. And, uh, and then it has the card, okay? Again, this is M1667. M1667 has the card in here. It says USPS Wine Garden Card. USPS supervisor responsibilities under Wine Garden when interviewing an employee where discipline might result. Under the Wine Garden rule, you must allow each employee the following rights in conducting investigatory interview. Each employee has a right to be represented by a union steward during an investigatory interview, but not during an Article 16 discussion. If, before, or at any time during the interview, an employee requests a union steward or in any other way indicates that he or she wants representation, you must do one of three things. You must provide a steward, or you must end the interview, or you must offer the employee the choice of continuing the interview without a steward, or of having no interview at all and therefore losing the benefit that the interview might have given to him or her. And I'm blind as a bat and I'm reading this off my phone. That's the reason it sounds like I'm reading at a second grade level. I can't see this stuff. I'm blind as hell. And my, my glasses, I stepped on my glasses the other day and it scratched them all to hell. So I'm having a terrible time reading this. So forgive me. When in doubt, it is better to provide a steward or contact labor relations immediately. The supervisor must tell the employee and steward the purpose and subject of the meeting before the meeting begins. That's huge because I see that all the time. Again, if they don't tell me what it's about, I'm not going in there and write a very detailed statement. Then, if either the steward or the employee requests, adequate time must be given to them to talk privately before or during the interview. Three, during the interview, you must permit the steward to participate. He or she may ask questions, clarify the employee's answers, comment about the questions, discuss favorable facts, suggest others who have information, and advise the employee. The steward is not allowed to disrupt the meeting or tell the employee not to answer a question. I would definitely tell an employee not to answer a question if that, a question, if that question is accusatory. 
If it's an accusatory question, I would I would tell that carrier 100% of the time, don't answer that. If they're saying, why were you disruptive on the floor? Or why did you create a hostile working environment? Or why did you fail to drive your vehicle safely? Or why anything? I'm going to stop that, that carrier from answering that question. If it's accusatory, I'm going to stop that carrier from answering that question and have management reword that question or ask the question in a different way. 100% of the time. If that happens, postpone the remainder of the meeting and consult your manager or labor relations immediately. You may begin the interview, if appropriate, by saying you're going to be asked a number of specific questions concerning, specify the issue causing the interview, you're subject to disciplinary action if you refuse to answer or fail to respond truthfully to any questions. C. Your steward may advise you and participate in the interview, assuming the employee has requested a steward. All right. So that's 1667, the wine garden card. All right. Very good stuff on that. A lot of issues coming up, but if my business agent asks me to say something on here, I'm going to oblige him. So if they're putting in discipline that's been reduced or ascended, I'm going to raise a 1610 argument. You're citing that discipline. They can say that they didn't consider it, but if you look at 1610, it talks about citing or considering. So they're citing it. Wine garden, shop stewards, help your people in there. Okay? Be diligent and be vigilant. All right. Let's let's get to the memo. A lot of discussion. I saw a lot of discussion this week on Facebook about these memos and about this route adjustment process. A lot of discussion, a lot of very good discussion. Uh, and I've talked with a lot of people about it, these teams. And and look, like I said last week, we are in good hands. We have very educated people on our side, extremely educated people on our side with these teams. Uh, and a lot of them, are, I've had more tell me that their teams are working great together than I have their teams are not, which is good. I want it to work because we have no choice. But I look at this as twofold, what I'm talking about. It's twofold. One is the process. One is once we get into the route adjustment process, the meetings, the consultations, the, you know, going over the data, and we're going to talk about those things. The other thing is, like I stated before, the mayhem that's coming with these memos, and we're already seeing that. And that's what I, I'm talking about mostly right now is the mayhem that's come from these memos, the discipline that's already been issued because of it, how management's already stating that these times are standards, the sheer amount of street observations they're doing now. You know, I get message after message after message about that. That's it's twofold to me. Okay. Um, JB told me that when he went to leadership, that uh, there was an individual there that was talking to him. Management is actually putting these memos into discipline, in their discipline file, so trying to support them spying on us, watching us stationary events. They're actually putting these memos in the disciplinary file. I told y'all, expect mayhem, because I, I, I know management. I'm sure that our intentions were great, and even management's intentions were great at that level. But down here, they're not. And, and that's what's rubbed me so 
the you know so bad was I just know management down here at this level. They're going to abuse anything given to them. And so there's two districts where they're actually putting in these memos in the disciplinary file to support discipline carriers based off stationary events, saying that they can now watch us. I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. I think most everybody knew that was coming. Uh, I liken it to... Um, Y'all ever seen that that old Western Trinity is still my name? It's a great Western. It's hilarious. It's a great Western. Trinity is still my name. <laughs> Very first scene, though, there's this guy that he he walks up on these people cooking beans. If y'all remember, if y'all ever seen it, he walks up on these these four guys cooking beans. He has his gun out. And uh, so they stick their hands up, you know, and he's talking to them. Act like he's going to rob him. Well, he don't have any bullets in his gun. So, you know, he tells me, he's like, I'm just playing. You know, I don't have any bullets. And they're like, oh. Whew. He's like, yeah. So they're talking. He's like, yeah, I, I uh, got into a little situation on back. He said, y'all don't have any bullets for me, do you? Because, I, you know, I got in a little scuffle down here. And they's like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they, give him, they give him some bullets. And as soon as he loads his gun, he robs him, you know. That's what happened to us on these memos i'm sure sitting at the table management's like we're not going to discipline based off of this you swear oh no we're not going to discipline you just sign right there we're not going to use this in any discipline okay as long as you promise and as soon as you sign it hey here's the discipline well they robbed us <laughs> once we gave them the ammunition and that signature was their ammunition and so they're using it against us for discipline. There's no doubt in my mind that that's intentional because I assure you if headquarters sends out a memo that these memos, 1982, 83, 84, will not be used for discipline in any way, you wouldn't see that. It's rampant right now. Discipline based off these memos is rampant right now. Uh, so there's no doubt in my mind it's intentional. There's no doubt. Because if headquarters sends down a memo saying do not do it, they're not going to do it. If the district manager sends out a memo saying, hey, these things are not to be used in any discipline, they won't be used in any discipline. I get sick and tired of seeing my own people say, well, they can't do that. That's a stupid answer to this. They are doing it. So what do we do about it? They are doing it. Don't say that they can't do it. They are doing it. Now, they shouldn't do it because it's going to get beat as long as we're making the right arguments, but they are doing it. It's being done today. They're disciplined people based off these memos, and that was one of my biggest complaints about it was that it just was ill-prepared, the, 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 the launch of it. You know, here's your memos, and then, you know, here we're left with, oh, shit, Districts now discipline us off the memos. Uh, Managed stating that these are our standards now, which is happening as of today. It's happening. So that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, you know, how do we defend ourselves against these memos? And that's what we're left with. So uh, that's the reason I've had about the last four episodes have been about route protection. No street standards. Absolutely no street standards. Uh, how do we protect our routes? And that's what we'll continue to do. Now, one gentleman that 
I saw on Facebook had a very, very good, uh, I don't know if you call it a column or a post or probably a post, but uh, very informational. His name is Jeremy Swift, um, but it was very good and, and had a ton of comments on it. And this guy answered every single question asked. Now, that's money right there, man. That's money. You know, that's helping your people. Because I'm telling you, 99% of, of the carriers have no idea what's coming or, what, or what's going on. There's a very select few that know what's going on. Those that have gone through the process and those that have, you know, been on social media educating themselves. Very few carriers know what's going on. I promise you that. And so this guy, he took his, took his time, wrote a very good post about this, uh, and I reached out to him. He don't know me, but I told him, thank you, you know, very much for what you did for our people, uh, especially taking the time to answer every question asked. Man, that's straight money right there, man, helping your people. And that, that's what I'm about. But I asked him, I said, you know, Jeremy, I know you don't know me, but do you mind if I read your post on my podcast? He's like, no, absolutely not, you know. So I'm going to read the post uh, right here. It's from Jeremy Swift. It says, New Technology Integrated Alternate Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process, or TRAP. I call it TRAP. I don't, I don't know if that's the name or not. TRAP? 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 I just call it TRAP. Uh, one Insider's View. And this is his view. So this may turn lengthy, but I want to give a few pieces of info. I have seen a lot of negativity and skepticism about the new route evaluation process. Carriers are overworked, and I'm sure many have not read through the memorandums at few times or even at all. I get it, but it's important that we do and that we understand the process. Here are some things to consider about the process. Street time. Your actual street time performance is used. Some stems from your clock rings, and most comes from your everyday movement with your scanner. We are professional letter carriers, so we should take our scanner with us for every delivery function we perform, no matter how small, big, short, or long. If we deliver as we normally do, we are just proving exactly what our route is. End of story. So do your office functions on office time and street functions on street time. Clock to the street appropriately and clock to the office appropriately. You have a union representative backing you on each evaluation. So your local management doesn't have a plan already in place and they aren't just going through the steps to get what they want. If you don't utilize your scanner properly, you are creating bad data. So give yourself the opportunity to shine and take it everywhere. Bad data in, bad data out. Office time. The memorandum states that the office time used for your evaluation will be the lower of your standard based on your average volume over a pre-selected random eight-week period and your actual office time over that same period. So basically, if you're performing over standard in the office, you will lose office time. Don't do extra steps in the office that save you time on the street. The workout workload report. Management is required to post this daily in every single office throughout the term of this agreement. Hey, y'all make sure that management's doing that in your office. 
Make sure you know how to read a work hour workload report. If you don't, message me. I've had people message already, and, we, and we, they've sent me a picture, and I'll go over it with you. I don't mind doing that. But make sure they're putting that work hour workload report up daily. The volume management inputs is what determines your standard office time. If management's put low numbers in daily and you don't get involved and get it corrected through grievances if necessary, the evaluation team won't know what a true standard volume is for your route. Edit books. Ensure your edit books are updated and that all active deliveries are accurate. The system uses active deliveries and not possible deliveries. The reliability of scanner data. Yes, most of the messages and info you see show that these scanners suck and aren't accurate. Well, that's because the geolocation software utilized in those programs is archaic in a technological sense. This program utilizes a much, much more modern software, and it's quite amazing the detail we can see throughout a carrier's day on the street. I was hesitant for the same reasons, but I have had the opportunity to see it in action. That's why I'm posting. I can tell you this, I would rather have my route evaluated using my data that the USPS can't, can't just edit without my input or without somebody on my side defending me if need be. I think there will be improvements to be made as with any process, but I believe in it and I hope you all begin to as well. Last piece for now, the teams throughout my district are absolutely amazing. I have been so surprised at how well both parties are working together to accomplish one mission. Getting eight-hour routes. I can honestly say that not all USPS parties are out to get you and take your routes away. Uh, and so that's his post. That's um, Mr. Jeremy Swift. That's how you do stuff right there. <laughs> Here's a man that said, look here, I'm tired of all this <laughs> this uh, negativity going on. Let's address some things. That's what he did. And like I said, 100 comments. He took the time to answer every single question. So, Mr. Swift, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Not that I'm anybody, but I do. I appreciate that because I, I get tired of seeing people say, read the memo. You know, okay. Look, I barely got out of high school. When I say that those people at that level are much smarter than me, I'm serious. I'm serious. I barely made it out of high school, man. I knew what I was going to do growing up. I want to be a letter carrier. Both my parents retired rural carriers, but, but you know, I've dealt with things through the grievance procedure, so I know it pretty well, but uh, I appreciated him doing that. All I've got is what I've heard. You know, I heard my friends say that that team did not work together well. I've heard other people say that the teams not are not working together well, and hopefully they'll start, but uh, my friend, like he said, and there's, you know, the management person was dead set against anything uh, over the standards and, and made it quite contentious. Uh, those are things that have happened. And I know these teams are working great together now. And hopefully once they get into these meetings, it won't turn into a shit show. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. But that's from Mr. Swift. That's great stuff, man. Great stuff. But, uh, Again, two different things. The process, I'm hoping that it works. These teams, I hope that they continue to work together well and that they come in and they do the right thing. I just know management. I know management well. And they are never in anything to do the right thing, ever. So I'm hoping I'm wrong here. I've seen too many things, too many things where we've combined an effort with management 
that they didn't screw it up completely. I've just seen it too often. But to Mr. Swift, thank you. And I'm hoping that all the teams are going to work out like yours is. That would be great. Let's read 1983. This is going to be extremely long. Okay? And I apologize. We're fixing to read a bunch. But that way you'll have the memo on here and you can listen. And, and it'll be right here. Uh, in case you don't have time when you get home at night, however late y'all get home, to sit down and read this thing. Uh, you can listen to it while you're on your route. All right? So last week we did 1982 and 84. And today I'm going to do 1983. All right? Uh, next week, like I said, there won't be an episode. And then the next I'm going to do the rural city. Um, but here's 1983, all right? Technology Integrated Alternate Route Adjustment, Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process. This jointly developed document provides the mutual understanding of the national parties on issues related to the Memorandum of Understanding, Technology Integrated Alternate Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process. It is intended for use by the parties at all levels and properly applying the terms of the technology integrated alternate route evaluation and adjustment process. And so it's intended for use by the parties, okay? But as letter carriers, uh, I know that we should know what's in them, uh, even if we don't have time to read them. So we're going to do that right here. Memorandum of Understanding between the United States Postal Service and the National Association of Letter Carriers, AFL-CIO. Technology Integrated Alternate Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process. In accordance with the Memorandum of Understanding, the Alternate Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process, the parties agree to the following. The National Association of Letter Carriers, AFL-CIO, and the United States Postal Service recognize the importance of maintaining routes improper adjustment throughout the year and utilizing available information and technology in our continuing effort to jointly evaluate, adjust, and maintain city delivery routes. As part of the ongoing efforts to jointly develop a city delivery route, evaluation, and adjustment process that reduces disputes and is more efficient and less intrusive, the parties agree to the following process to evaluate and adjust city delivery routes with information made available using digital street review technology as the primary means. Technology Integrated Alternate Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process The parties will appoint joint NALC-USPS route evaluation and adjustment teams in each district who will be used to implement and methodology outlined below with the NALC team member compensated at a no-loss, no-gain basis, and I hate that. There will be a minimum of five joint teams per district with a district team lead, lead team established. Each member of the district lead team may select zones for evaluation. The district lead team, along with the route evaluation and adjustment teams, will be responsible for data analysis, route evaluation and adjustment, jointly conducting carrier consultations, and jointly ensuring that all resulting data and unit records are updated. The NELC representatives on the teams will be appointed by the National uh, NELC President, while the USPS representatives will be selected by USPS Vice President of Delivery Operations or his or her designee. Local office contacts will also be established to assist the teams with the evaluation and adjustment of routes and their installation. The local office contacts for the NLC will be appointed by the branch president 
or designee, while the USPS representatives will be selected by the district manager or designee. Technology Integrated Alternate Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process Principle No adjustments will be performed to city routes that include casing and delivery of mail during the life of this agreement other than through the process outlined herein. Structure National Oversight Team The members of the National Oversight Team will consist of one member appointed by the USPS Vice President Delivery Operations and one member appointed by the National NALC President that will oversee the process and resolve issues referred by the area regional teams. The National Oversight Team and their designees will provide training on the process to the area regional teams. District lead teams, route evaluation and adjustment teams, and all designated backup team members. The National Oversight Team is responsible for jointly developing all training material used in conjunction with training sessions attended by the area regional teams, district lead teams, and route evaluation and adjustment teams. Area Regional Teams Area Regional Teams will consist of the NELC National Business Agent, or his or her designee, from each NELC region, and the USPS Director of Field Operations, support, or his or her designee from each Postal Service area. The members of the area regional team will be responsible for the following. Reading and becoming familiar with all agreements related to the process. Monitoring the process. Timeline adherence for all steps of the process. Determining the number of route evaluation and adjustment teams needed to complete the process timely. Input from the district lead teams will be considered. Ensuring all district lead teams, route evaluation, and adjustment teams and designated backup team members receive the nationally developed training on the process. No data analysis will begin until route evaluation and adjustment teams have been provided training. Communicating frequently with each district lead team to monitor progress. Such communication should occur at least weekly. Communicating with the National Oversight Team to report progress. Ensure data entries that track the weekly progress of each route evaluation and adjustment team are complete in all the units selected for evaluation and adjustment. Additionally, ensuring that the results of the evaluation and adjustment process are compiled by the zone, installation, and district in the technology integrated alternate route evaluation and adjustment process Unit checklist weekly and forwarding this information to the National Oversight Team. Resolving issues referred by the district lead team or submitting unresolved issues by sending both parties position to the National Oversight Team and his or her counterpart within three working days. Designating backup district lead team and route evaluation and adjustment team representatives. Jointly discussing any anticipated changes to representatives on a district lead team or route evaluation and adjustment team. Plan and facilitate completion of PS Form 3999 as requested by district lead teams. District lead teams. There will be one lead team in each district. Each district lead team is responsible for the following. Reading and becoming familiar with all agreements related to the process. Overseeing both the process and route evaluation and adjustment teams within its district. 
communicating frequently with each route evaluation and adjustment team to monitor progress, communicating frequently with the area regional team to report progress, selecting zones for evaluation during the selection periods or outside the selection periods where there is mutual agreement to do so, prioritizing and scheduling evaluation and adjustments so that all necessary adjustments can be completed within the prescribed time limits. After selection of zones, ensuring carry optimal routing or core technicians, at least one USPS member and at least one NALC member will be made available to complete all core adjustments. Ensuring that digital street review or DSR data is available prior to beginning an evaluation in each zone and report to the area regional team any zone where DSR data is not available. Following completion of the adjustment schedule, provide to the area regional team a calendar indicating the dates adjustments will take place and the names of the USPS and NELC core technicians responsible for each selected zone. The calendar will be updated as needed and provided to the area regional team. When core is planned to be used for adjustments, ensure data preparation is jointly reviewed by the USPS and NELC core technicians to determine whether additional data Preparation is needed so there are no delays in scheduling evaluations or adjustments. <laughs> and I'm having to read out of my right eye because the, my glasses, like I said, I stepped on my glasses the other day at work and just skated across the floor on them. And uh, it screwed up this left side. <laughs> so I'm, I'm having to read out of the right side. And I don't know, I just don't get another pair, you know. <laughs> so, but I'm reading out of my right eye, so forgive me. Recommend to the area regional team the number of route evaluation and adjustment teams and other resources needed to timely complete evaluations and adjustments. Ensuring that the PS Form 3999 process is followed. Immediately following completion of the team's evaluation and adjustment schedule, provide the area regional team with a list of office routes from the selected zones where PS Form 3999 need to be completed. Ensuring local management and union representatives present a nationally developed stand-up talk to employees in each zone selected for this process prior to beginning the process in that zone. Ensure route evaluation and adjustment teams complete the nationally developed local office contact pre-evaluation questionnaire with the local office contacts in selected zones prior to data evaluations. And that's going to be critical. Uh, one of the good things is, is that if your office is up for evaluation, you're going to know well in advance. They're going to get a hold of the local office contact, probably the steward. Uh, our person, I guess, will go over fully or the team will go over fully what to expect, have a little questionnaire for them. So you're going to know well in advance if your office is selected. Okay. So it's not going to be one of those things that you come in one day and they're like, hey, there's somebody here to meet you. Hey, we're, it's our live week. We're getting busy. So you'll know well in advance, okay? Ensure issues identified through the local office contact pre-evaluation questionnaire that would affect the evaluation or adjustment of routes in a zone are addressed prior to beginning evaluation. And that's another thing. Local office contacts, stewards, if it's you, make sure that you tell everything humanly possible that could affect these routes. If, if there's anything that you can think of, even if it's not relevant to them, it, just anything you can think of in your station that's been changed, management has changed uh, recently, uh, delivery, 
anything like that, make sure you tell these teams. Uh, half of it may not be relevant to them, but you know some of it may. And, and if we can save a minute, it's worth it. Providing evaluation and adjustment schedules to the area regional teams. Resolving issues elevated by route evaluation and adjustment team and referring unresolved issues to the area regional team within two working days. Assigning route evaluation and adjustment teams to selected zones for evaluation and adjustment. Participating in the nationally developed training for route evaluation and adjustment teams and designated backups on the evaluation and adjustment process. The district teams will utilize the random lots drawn and provided by the national parties for the seven weeks of data analysis. Jointly selecting the live week of data collection to be used for DSR and other data analysis in each selected zone. As necessary, the district lead teams will be responsible for data analysis, route evaluation and adjustment, jointly conducting carrier consultations, and jointly updating all resulting data to ensure it is properly recorded for all unit records. Completing data entries that track the weekly progress of each uh, route evaluation and adjustment team in all the units and compiling the results of the evaluation and adjustment process by zone, installation, and district in the technology integrated alternate route evaluation and adjustment process. Unit checklist weekly and forwarding this information through the area regional team to the national oversight team. Jointly verify that all base data entered into Delivery Operations Information System, or DOAS, is correct to ensure it is an accurate reflection of the agreed to adjustment. Providing finalized unit summary reports for each zone to the area regional team as each zone is completed. Ensuring evaluations and adjustments are completed within prescribed time limits, time frames. Any delays in the process resulting from the unavailability of a district lead team or route evaluation and adjustment team member will be immediately elevated to the area regional team. Review the adjustment data between 60 and 90 days following the implementation of the joint route adjustments to determine if follow-up evaluations are necessary. Facilitate communication with the local office contacts prior to determining if a follow-up evaluation is necessary. If it is determined a follow-up evaluation is needed, either conduct a review or assign a revout evaluation and adjustment team to conduct a review. Review requests from local office contacts to make simple territorial changes as necessary only for the purposes of correcting any obvious areas with the initial adjustment. Monitoring the route adjustment review process and ensuring it is being followed when other teams are assigned. Forwarding to the area regional team copies of all data and adjustments. Copies should be electronic when available. Route evaluation and adjustment teams. Route evaluation and adjustment teams are responsible for the following. Reading and becoming familiar with all agreements related to the process. When assigned to a zone, establishing communication with the, both local office contacts and discussing their roles and responsibilities in the process prior to any data analysis. No route evaluation and adjustment team will begin data analysis in any zone until after a team communicates with both local office contacts to explain the process and make sure they understand their roles and responsibilities. 
maintaining ongoing communication with local office contacts, including completion of the local office contact pre-evaluation questionnaire prior to the evaluation of the zone to obtain information needed to evaluate and adjust the route, such as a copy of the current seniority list, current or anticipated vacancies, suggestions for replacement carriers, or any potential data integrity issues. Ensure issues identified through the local office contact pre-evaluation questionnaire that would affect the evaluation or adjustment of routes in a zone or address prior to beginning the evaluation. Review all available information for anomalies and potential data integrity issues. All reports and DSR data related to that issue will be made available to the route evaluation and adjustment team upon request. Every effort will be made to maximize the use of DSR data for evaluation purposes and PS Form 3999 DSR for adjustment purposes. Upon review of DSR data for an assigned zone, if the route evaluation and adjustment team determines that a PS Form 3999 DSR cannot be completed for an individual route, they should immediately advise the local office contacts, district lead team, and the area regional team of any need for a current representative PS Form 3999 for the purpose of moving territory, if necessary, during adjustments. Such PS Forms 3999 will be completed as soon as practical. Following the PS Form 3999 process when adjusting routes. Data analysis, route evaluation and adjustment, jointly conducting all carrier consultations, ensuring all resulting data is properly recorded and unit records are updated. Carrier consultations may be conducted in person, via video communications or telephonically. Immediately refer to the district lead team any issue the route evaluation and adjustment team is unable to resolve. Forwarding to the district lead team copies of all data and adjustments. Copies should be electronic when available. Ensuring the evaluation and adjustments are completed within prescribed time limits. Local office contacts. Local office contacts will be selected by delivery operations at headquarters in consultation with the district manager or designee and by the branch president or designee. The local office contacts will be provided information on their duties and responsibilities and will discuss these tasks with their assigned route evaluation and adjustment team prior to performing local office contact tasks. The local office contacts are responsible for providing the route evaluation and adjustment team the following information. Local issues relevant to route evaluation and adjustment. Completed local office contact pre-evaluation questionnaire. A current seniority list. Current or anticipated vacancies and information regarding replacement carriers. Potential data integrity issues regarding management operational data system, mods, code entries, modifying time clock entries and tax, auxiliary assistance tracking work hour transfers, etc. Where appropriate, reasons why the selected review periods may not be valid for evaluation. Notification as far in advance as practicable when either local office contact will not be available to perform his or her responsibilities, including the name of his or her replacement. All PS Form 3999 data when requested. Designated backup representatives. Local office contacts are also responsible for the following. 
reading and becoming familiar with all agreements related to the process, jointly informing the route evaluation and adjustment team on the progress of the completion of valid and representative PS Form 3999 when requested by the route evaluation and adjustment team, ensuring the PS Form 3999 process is followed at the local level, assisting the route evaluation and adjustment team with territory adjustments, the local office contacts may also jointly select someone with knowledge of the territory to provide that assistance. Providing carriers their routes evaluated time prior to the adjustment consultation. I'll read that again. Providing carriers their routes evaluated time prior to the adjustment consultation. Providing carriers copies of any amended PS Forms 1840 reverse if changes were made after the adjustment consultation by the route evaluation and adjustment team. The district lead team may, by mutual agreement, assign additional tasks to a specific pair of local office contacts on an individual case-by-case basis. Issue resolution. The issue resolution process will be used to resolve issues related to the technology integrated alternate route evaluation and adjustment process. Team members at all levels should consult this document prior to elevating any unresolved issue. The steps and time frames for evaluating unresolved issues are as follows. Route evaluation and adjustment teams. Any issue that the team is unable to resolve will immediately be referred to the district lead team. District lead teams. Any issues from the route evaluation and adjustment team that cannot be resolved by the district lead team will be referred to the area regional team within two working days of receipt of the issue. Area regional teams. Any issues from the district lead teams that cannot be resolved by the area regional team will be referred to the national oversight team within three working days of receipt of the issue. National oversight team. The national oversight team will resolve any issues that cannot be resolved by any area regional team within four working days of receipt of the issue. The zone selection periods will be July 2022, October 2022, and May 2023. After the selection period is ended, additional zones may only be selected for evaluation by mutual agreement of the district lead team. The time frames for the beginning of live week of data collection for each zone will be jointly determined by the district lead team. All routes in the selected zone will be evaluated. When establishing how many zones will be evaluated and adjusted, the district lead team must consider the resources available, number of teams, availability of current PS Form 3999, data preparation of zones using care optimal routing or core for adjustment purposes, and the requirement to have the adjustments for each zone implemented within 75 days after the live week of data collection is completed. The 75-day requirement does not apply to zones that may be implemented in January due to the restriction of implementation of adjustments between November 15th and January 1. The district lead team will discuss the selection of zones. Each member of the district lead team may select zones for evaluation during the selection period. After the selection period is ended, Additional zones may only be selected for evaluation by mutual agreement of the district lead team. Once a zone has been selected and evaluated, the evaluation and adjustment team may jointly agree that no adjustments are warranted. Once zones are selected, 
The district lead team will jointly determine the time frames for the beginning of the live week of data collection for each zone. All routes in the selected zone will be evaluated. The district lead team will schedule evaluations after consideration of the following. Resources available, number of route evaluation and adjustment teams, availability of current representative PS Form 3999, Prior to beginning any evaluation, the district lead team, with the assistance of the area regional team, should ensure that current representative PS Form 3999 will be completed timely. Availability of DSR data. Status of data preparation of zones using core optimal routing, core, for adjustment purposes. The requirement to have the adjustments for each zone implemented within 75 days after the live week of data collection is completed. The data analysis review period will consist of a live week of data collection jointly selected by the district lead team plus seven additional weeks as determined by the random draw performed at the national level. The months of June, July, August, and December are excluded from either selection. Prior to the start of the jointly selected live week of data collection, the team will review the seven random weeks to become familiar with each route. Once the live week has been selected, the district lead team will jointly determine the time frames for the beginning of the seven-week random data analysis for each zone based on the nationally drawn seven random weeks. The seven-week analysis should occur prior to the live week of data collection to the best extent practicable. The national oversight team will jointly develop and make available DSR data and in any necessary template for recording data for the evaluation period. Selection of seven random weeks. The months of June, July, August, and December are always excluded. The NELC National Oversight Team has made a random drawing of numbers lots one through four to determine the seven random weeks used for evaluation. All zones included under the MOU will be evaluated using the results of the random draw, which are as follows, 2143. The route evaluation and adjustment team will use the corresponding seven random weeks determined by the lots drawn from up to seven months preceding the beginning of the evaluation. I'll read that again. The route evaluation and adjustment team will use the corresponding seven random weeks determined by lots drawn from up to seven months preceding the beginning of the evaluation. The last month from which one of the seven weeks may be selected is the available month immediately preceding the month during which the evaluation begins. Should the live week of data collection begin during a week in one calendar month and end in the next calendar month, the later month will be considered the evaluation month for the purpose of selecting the seven weeks. If a full seven months are unavailable, either due to the exclusions above or otherwise, the months will be reversed starting with the most recent month to determine the seven weeks. Y'all confused yet? Depending on the month in which the live week of data collection occurs, the chart provided below will be used to determine the appropriate seven weeks. And there's a, there's a chart there that I, I, it'll be impossible for me to read because you won't understand it. You'll have to look at it. If the regular care was not serving the route on, a la on at least one of the days of week so selected, the next available week in which the regular care is so served at least one day shall be used for the seven-week period. 
If seven such weeks do not exist, the maximum number of such weeks available will be used for the analysis. The right evaluation and adjustment team may submit a request to the district lead team to exclude a week or months for reasons other than regular care not being available. Reasons may include operational changes, significant volume changes, natural disasters, or other factors. The district lead team may mutually agree to grant such a request. If the district lead team agrees to grant such a request, the process outlined above will be used, excluding the mutually agreed upon weeks or months. Other Routes Evaluation and adjustment of collection and parcel post routes that do not include any casing and delivery of mail are not covered by this agreement. Evaluation and adjustments of these types of routes will be handled pursuant to the relevant provisions of the M39 Management of Delivery Services or an alternate route jointly agreed upon process. However, when a collection or parcel post route includes the casing or delivery of mail, the evaluation and adjustment of the assignment is covered by this agreement. Additionally, when a collection or parcel post route that does not include casing and delivery of mail is to be adjusted to include the casing or delivery of mail, the inspection paperwork will be given to the route evaluation and adjustment team to include in their adjustment package under this process. As of the date of this agreement, in any zones where a mail count and inspection has begun, but adjustments have not yet been implemented, all mail count and inspection data will be forwarded to the district lead team, which will assign a route evaluation and adjustment team to make any needed route adjustments. In zones where a locally developed joint route adjustment process has begun as of the date of this agreement, resulting route adjustments may be implemented. Such adjustments will be subject to the route adjustment review process contained in this agreement. In all of the zones, locally developed joint, adjustment, joint route adjustment processes may only be used in accordance with the Memorandum of Understanding. Data from mail counts and inspections described above should be forwarded to the district lead team as soon as possible. Locally developed joint route adjustments may only be implemented if the process has begun in a zone as of the date of this agreement. The Memorandum of Understanding alternate route evaluation and adjustment process is reprinted on the last page of this document. Data analysis, data integrity. Data integrity issues will be addressed prior to any analysis and adjustments. Such issues include, but are not limited to, amended clock rings, work hour transfers, designation of work hour codes, errors discovered when reviewing DSR data, and errors on PS Forms 3999. The parties agree and recognize that it is the best interest of the parties that data used for this process is accurate and reliable. The local office contacts should make the route evaluation and adjustment team aware of any issues they have with the integrity of the data resulting from such things as altered time records, management operating data system, mods, code changes, or work hour transfers. The route evaluation and adjustment team should review relevant reports for each selected zone to determine if there are any data integrity issues. The team will review and address any such issues prior to completing any analysis or adjustment. These reports include Flash Last Four Weeks Report Tax LTATS Weekly Summary Report Tax Weekly Operations Summary Report 
Any known operational changes should occur prior to the live week of data collection. On each workday during the life of this agreement, the work hour workload report for all routes for the previous day will be posted daily in a convenient location. Make sure that's happening. Make sure that the work hour workload report is being put up every single day for the, the prior day. Okay, if it's not, grieve it based off of this memo. Okay. Anomalies. Route evaluation and adjustment teams will review each day of the random seven weeks and the jointly selected live week of data collection for each route to identify any erroneous volume, office time, or street time entries. The team will use all available data, including data in the DSR program, to perform this review. Errors may have resulted from work hours that were not transferred or erroneously transferred from one route to another. Failure to properly track auxiliary assistance. The team should also look for delivered volume discrepancies on the regular carrier's non-scheduled day. Additionally, there could have been an erroneous volume entry. The following events are initially deducted from street time in the deductions column of the daily details within the DSR system. I'll read that again. The following events are initially deducted from street time in the deductions column of the daily detail within the DSR system. Lunch, inside DU, outside route, pivot, travel to other, travel from other. The evaluation team must verify time recorded for each of these events and make necessary edits within DSR to ensure the appropriate amount of daily street time is recorded for each route. The following events within DSR are automatically flagged when the associated time exceeds the parameters listed below. And this is one of my biggest hangups right here, okay? This is, this is what I've been raising hell on. Event, loading time, 22 minutes. So if you go 23 minutes, it's flagged. Unloading time, 7 minutes. Signature required scan, 3 minutes. Relay time, 1 minute 35 seconds. Delivered other scan, which parcels, one minute. Miscellaneous other, stationary, seven minutes. Delivery segments, delivery types, parameters, seconds per delivery. Business curb line, 32 seconds. Business other, 30 seconds. Business CBU centralized, 32 seconds. Residential other, 32 seconds. Residential curb line, 32 seconds. Residential CBU centralized, 30 seconds. And, and those are the things that I've been harping on. Uh, I do know for a fact that there are stations where management has told the carriers that these are new standards. Uh, I've got emails from people uh, that have told me that management has come out on the floor and said that these are the new standards. Listen, these are not standards. These are not. I know that my friend, and when they had their station evaluated, said that the, the management person, that if it went over a minute, if it was flagged, they wanted that time. Uh, now, I've heard a lot of people, like Mr. Swift, is saying that, that that's not happening. Their teams are working fantastic, and that's great. And I hope that all teams are working like that. I just know from what's happened. I can go by fact. It's a fact that when they had this route evaluation, my friend, that the management person wanted every minute that was flagged. There was no compromising. So I do know that that's happened, so I can speak on that as fact. Uh, when these people said that our teams are working great, 
that's that's hope <laughs> that it happens on the day of. But I do know that management is stating these are standards. Listen to me. These are not standards. We have no street standard. We do not. These are the things that management is putting in discipline. Now, uh, JB said that he talked to that individual leadership that said leadership that said they're putting these memos in discipline, showing that these are standards. Listen, these are not standards. Okay, it does not matter what management says; they're not standards. Travel to and travel from are flagged relative to time that exceeds geographic information system, 10%. And here's where this, when you have your care consultation, my route is the furthest route from my station. When I leave to my, go to my route in the morning, there's traffic. When I return to the station in the afternoon, there's 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock traffic. And it's on one of the busiest streets. So I'm sitting there forever to get back to my station. So it's going to flag me every day. I know that because I'm sitting in traffic every day because we work later. I'm getting, you know, I'm finished my route at five. I'm trying to head back. I'm going to be sitting in work traffic forever. So make sure when you have these carrier consultations that you, you pull out stuff like they flag things. Why did it take you so long to get back to the station? It takes me that long every day. Because of traffic. Some days it's less than others. But there's traffic. There's work traffic. I deal with it all the time. Well, on this day is 10 minutes. On this day is 25 minutes. It's traffic. It's traffic. One day there's not much, and another day is a lot. It's traffic. So make sure that you're defending yourself, okay? Because it's you're going to have to answer for it. We're flagged, right? And we got to answer to scanner data. The above listed parameters are not delivery standards and are used for the purpose of assisting the evaluation team and identifying potential anomalies. Y'all hear that? The above listed parameters are not delivery standards and are used for the purpose of assisting the evaluation team and identifying potential anomalies. All that should say is they're not delivery standards for the purposes of management trying to take our time from us. <laughs> that's all that's just said these are put in there so management can attempt to take our time so when it says uh, for the purpose of assisting the evaluation team and identifying potential anomalies okay the national oversight team will continuously review all listed parameters and make any jointly agreed upon adjustments as necessary the team will review each of the events flagged in DSR and make any necessary adjustments to the recorded time Again, it does not say that if you go below those times, you're going to get those times. Only if you go over will you be questioned. I don't like that either. I'm going to keep reading. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be reading a memo. Again, the team will review each of the events flagged in DSR and make any necessary adjustments to the recorded time. I'm going to be hot as hell if... If something's taken away from me that I know for a fact I'm telling the truth on, I'm going to be a mad son of a bitch if I am go in there and I say, well, that's this, and, and they take it from me based off a scanner. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be a, a, an ornery son of a bitch. 
It is the expectation of the parties that teams will utilize the data available in DSR to make as many corrections to data errors as possible. In limited circumstances, the team may agree to exclude days which they agree may include errors, or days which they agree the entries are not representative of the normal range of volume, office time, or street time for that day on the route. PS Form 3999 Process This process is applied to all PS Form 3999 performed after the signing of the Technology Integrated or Alternate Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process. PS Form 3999-DSR. The evaluation team shall utilize information obtained from the consultation using live week data and select the most representative day based on the data from the analysis period and the live week data to create PS Form 3999-DSR. The evaluation team shall print and and retain the DSR summary page, PDF, prior to any editing and the DSR summary page PDF after edits are performed. No DSR summary shall be imported into the DOA system to to create the PS Form 3999-DSR without consultation with a regular or representative carrier, and all edits have been jointly reviewed for accuracy. The evaluation team shall provide to the local contacts the unedited DSR summary page, the edited DSR summary page, and the PS Form 3999-DSR upon request. PS Form 3999. In both selected and non-selected zones, all PS Form 3999 conducted during the life of this agreement will be reviewed with a regular carrier or agreed to a replacement carrier. The original, unedited PS Form 3999 will be printed and made available to the route evaluation and adjustment team assigned to perform adjustments. Within three business days, whenever possible, of performing a PS Form 3999, management will explain the examiner's comments and the reasons for any time recorded as non-recurring street time, as well as any editing the original PS Form 3099 to the carrier. The carrier will have the opportunity to write his or her comments on an attachment to the original unedited copy of the PS Form 3999. The carrier will be provided a copy of the unedited PS Form 3999 one day prior to discussing with management. An unedited copy of the P- each PS Form 3999, along with examiner and carrier comments and the audit trail reports, will be provided to the appropriate adjustment team. Ride evaluation and adjustment teams must jointly review the PS Forms 3999 as well as route examiner and carrier comments and audit trail reports before any PS Form 3999 is determined to be representative for route adjustment purposes. Route evaluation and adjustment teams will identify any areas to the PS Form 3999 and work with the route examiner to correct the PS Form 3999 before it is used for route adjustment purposes and or make corrections on the PS Form 1840 reverse. Where multiple PS Form 3999 have been conducted for a particular route, the closest PS Form 3999 to the agreed-upon street time for the route will be used for adjustment purposes. New PS Form 3999 will be performed as necessary. If a PS Form 3999 was changed after being downloaded into DOS for either carrier optimal routing, core, or non-core site, the parties will jointly review the DOS 3999 audit trail report. Volume for the selected period by route. K 
cased letters, cased flats, spurs, parcels, sequenced and simplified mailings, DPS and FSS. And didn't I see where they're, they're doing away with FSS now? That they're, they're going away from that? So, I thought I saw that. As indicated below, the cased volume, letters and flats, will be used to calculate the estimated standard for each route, which is then used in determining the office evaluation. Office evaluation. The district lead team or the route evaluation and adjustment team will select from the lesser of the following for the data analysis review period when determining the evaluated office time on each route. The regular carriers or mutually agreed upon replacement carriers actual average total office time, which includes any auxiliary assistance and anomaly adjustments for the data analysis review period or the estimated standard for the route using the average case volume, which includes any anomaly adjustments on the route for the data analysis review period. The adjusted estimated standard is the sum of the following. The average case letters divided by 18, plus the average case flats divided by 8, plus the average case letters and flats divided by 70, plus the fixed office time. While the minimum fixed office time of 3343 is normally used, the team should review the route's base fixed office time and the carrier's input to ensure that the fixed office time selected is representative of the route. If necessary, the team can request that specific elements of fixed office time be observed and recorded. And, and that's where PET's going to come in. I told y'all they're going to be coming after us with PET, and a lot of people of y'all reached out to me talking about that they're using PET heavily now. Uh, make sure when you go into these carrier consultations, just front management right there in front of them if they're sitting in there with you. I don't know how that works, but if they're using PET or trying to use DOAS as a, a lead time, Make sure that you're telling your people. I don't know if there's anything we can do about it, but I'd tell them. However, the route evaluation and adjustment team will consider feedback from the carrier's initial consultation regarding the route's office time and regarding the above components used for the data analysis review period to ensure that the office time selected is representative of the route. If a dispute arises over any line item, the issue will be resolved by performing a PS Form 1838C carriers count of mail, letter carrier routes worksheet up to three days to get a time value solely for the line item in question. Fixed office time will not go below the base minimum for the line items utilized. It is intended that the route evaluation and adjustment team will use the resources described above to determine evaluated office time that is representative of the route in the current mail volume. Environment. The route evaluation and adjustment team should immediately refer any unresolved disputes regarding the evaluated office time to the district lead team. The national parties will continue to investigate and consider new technology and office activity changes. Street evaluation. The route evaluation and adjustment team will evaluate and adjust city delivery routes with the use of digital street review technology as the primary means. The team will consider the following when determining the evaluated street time on each route. The regular carriers or mutually agreed upon replacement carriers actual average total street time, which includes any auxiliary assistance and anomaly adjustments during the seven week period plus the jointly selected live week of data collection. 
The regular carriers are mutually agreed upon replacement carriers' actual average total street time, which includes any auxiliary assistance and anomaly adjustments from the jointly selected live week of data collection. However, the route evaluation and adjustment team will consider feedback from the carrier's comments during the jointly selected live week of data collection, the initial consultation regarding the route street time, and regarding the data shared at the initial consultation to ensure that the street time selected is representative of the route. If DSR data is jointly determined to be unavailable or unusable in a zone, data from the work hour workload report will be used for the same evaluation period specified above. In this circumstance, during the live week of data collection, while not required, management may inspect a route no more than three days in accordance with the Memorandum of Understanding, multiple days of inspection. It is intended that the route evaluation and adjustment team will use the resources described above to determine evaluated street time that is representative of the route in the current mail volume environment. The route evaluation and adjustment team should immediately refer any unresolved disputes regarding the evaluated street time to the district lead team. The national oversight team will jointly develop and make available a template to use DSR and work our workload report data to facilitate data analysis. Analysis and evaluation spreadsheet formulas are established at the national level. No changes may be made to those formulas. Replacement carriers. All actual office and street time data used will be based on the performance of the regular carrier as described above. On vacant routes or routes where the data for the regular carrier is not available for analysis period, the route evaluation and adjustment team should use the mutually agreed upon different data analysis period to accommodate gathering data for the regular carrier. In circumstances where this is not possible, for example, long-term leave, the route evaluation and adjustment team should select a mutually agreed upon replacement carrier. While the carrier that worked the route the most days during the evaluation period will normally be selected, the route evaluation and adjustment team should analyze additional data and input from the local office contacts for any considered replacement carriers. Prior to the data analysis, local office contacts will advise the route evaluation and adjustment team of any routes that were vacant or did not have data available for the regular carrier during the data analysis review period. After discussion with the local parties, the team will decide whether data from a replacement carrier will be used. Consultations. Joint consultations will be conducted with each carrier to obtain his or her input regarding the evaluation and proposed adjustments. The teams may also discuss a prior day's events on the route with the carrier as the team deems necessary during the jointly selected live week of data collection. No adjustment will be finalized until after the carrier consultations have taken place and the regular carrier's input has been considered by the route evaluation and adjustment team. And that's one of the good things here. Like I said before, I had that team come in on us where our guy was lying to us, told us two hours and then four hours. And when we get back there, they had all these forms signed that they had talked to each carrier, that the carrier consultations were done, and they already implemented our changes the only problem is they hadn't even been to my station to talk to any of my carriers. They falsified those forms. I don't know if you remember me talking about that when my branch president was in there, my assistant, Stuart Brian Buttry, was in there, and management 
person and, and the union's person was in there and they were lying to us. They had the stack of forms on the table signed by them that they had all these care consultations with my carriers. Completely untrue. They'd never been there. They never talked to any of my people. But they did that and they implemented the changes without having my care consultations. So this sounds like it's going to be a little bit better. Where it says no adjustment will be finalized until after the care consultations have taken place and the regular care's input has been considered by the ride evaluation and adjustment team. So hopefully they'll do what they're supposed to be doing. I'm leery. If the carrier requests a copy of the consultation form or the representative PS Form 3999-DSR, PS Form 3999, during the consultations, a copy will be provided to the carrier by the route evaluation and adjustment team as soon as practicable. If the carrier has additional comments after reviewing PS Form 3999-DSR, PS Form 3999, such comments will be immediately forwarded to the route evaluation and adjustment team for consideration in the evaluation and adjustment. That's why I'm saying tell your carriers to be bulldogs back there for their routes. Tell them to be bulldogs. Management's going to try to steal our time. Have your carriers in there fighting for their routes. Okay? If they don't agree with something, say it. Don't just let it slide. Tell your carriers, if your route is selected, look. When you go back there, if something's not right, you fight for it. If they're saying you backtrack and you didn't, fight for it. Okay? Make sure that your carriers are back there fighting for every second they can. No formal record will be made of the carrier's comments to the team during the jointly selected live week of data collection. The purpose of communications between the team and a carrier during the joint selected live week of data collection is to help the team understand details about a route necessary to evaluate the route. Evaluation consultations. The district lead team or the route evaluation and adjustment team will conduct all carrier consultations. Consultations may be conducted in person, via video communications, or telephonically. The following script and form will be used by the team conducting the initial consultation. And here's the form, okay, and I'm going to read it to you. Technology and Integrated Alternate Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process. Consultation Script. Route Number. Carrier. Date. Introduce Yourself. The NELC and the USPS have developed an alternative process to jointly evaluate and adjust routes to as near as eight hours as possible. We have been selected by the Postal Service and the NELC to evaluate and adjust routes. We're going to ask you a few questions about your route and share data with you. We want your honest input. Please consider a normal day on your route when answering the following questions. What time does your tour start? What time do you normally move from office time to street time? What time do you normally return to the office time from street time? What time do you normally clock out for the day? Do you take a 30-minute lunch on street time? Now we would like to review the data we have for your route. The actual average office and street times data, as well as the average volume data, is for the days that you were on the route for seven randomly selected weeks during the months of, and it's blank there, and I have the months written in, plus a recent live week of data collection. It includes any auxiliary assistance you may have received. 
We have determined an estimated standard office time by using your average volume and the casing and pull-down standards of 18 and 8 and 70. Your fixed office time is comprised of time allowances for carry office work aside from casing and pulling down the mail on your route. Actual average office time, and these are blank, these are just telling you the times. Estimated office standard, fixed office time, based fixed office time, actual average case letters, actual average case flats, actual average eight-week street time, actual average live-week street time. We'll be conducting additional consultations as necessary with you in the next few weeks to obtain your feedback regarding the proposed adjustments, if any, to the route. Thank you for your time. Please provide any comments you have regarding this data. For route evaluation and, att and adjustment team only has office time and street time. The route evaluation and adjustment team may use this space below to comment on any of the feedback provided by the carrier. If a carrier did not provide feedback, please mark this box accordingly. Initial consultation conducted by route evaluation team members, USPS name, NALC name, and signature. Okay, so there's your, your form. Adjustments. The teams will be guided by sections 243.21B, 243.22, and 243.23 of Handbook M39 when adjusting routes. A current PS Form 3999 DSR PS Form 3999 representing the regular carrier assigned to a route of the agreed-upon replacement will be used by the route evaluation and adjustment team to determine the street value of territory transferred. The PS Form 3999 DSR PS Form 3999 closest to the evaluated street time will be used for adjustment purposes unless the district lead team mutually agrees otherwise. If the route evaluation and adjustment team agrees that another PS Form 3999 DSR PS Form 3999 should be used, they shall forward their request for approval to the district lead team as soon as possible. The associated office time for the territory transferred will be jointly determined using any of the methods in Handbook M39, Section 243.316B. In any unit where the route evaluation and adjustment team determines that the number of routes will be reduced, preference shall be given to the selected auxiliary routes, vacant routes, and then routes held by junior carriers, provided such selections are efficient and effective. In any unit where the route evaluation and adjustment team determines that the number of routes will be increased, considerations will be given to auxiliary route growth to full-time, available resources, and the type of route to be added, and the geographic location of any additional routes to ensure that such adjustments are efficient and effective. Additionally, carrier seniority shall be considered when excessive routes changes are anticipated. Provided such consideration does not adversely affect the efficiency or effectiveness of the adjustment. Following an adjustment, a new PS Form 3999 DSR PS Form 3999 will be completed for the route as soon as practicable. And then it's got the M39 language in there that we just talked about. M39 24321, 243.22, and 243.23. It's got that language in there for you, okay? And let's just go over it. M39, 243.21, routes of more than eight hours. 
243.21b. Permanent relief may be provided by reducing carry officer street time. Consider items such as additional segmentations, use of routers, which is rampant right now, handoffs, relocating vehicle parking, withdrawal of mail by clerks or mail handlers, providing a cart system for accountable items, etc. When routes require current adjustment and delivery point sequence will commence within six months. Management will adjust using non-territorial, non-scheme chain adjustments. Where actual transfer of territory is necessary, see 243.23. If a handoff is the method selected for providing relief on the street, the time value associated with the delivery of the handoff must be deducted from the route, getting relief and transferred to the gaining route. 243.22, routes less than eight hours. On routes where the evaluated time is less than eight hours, make permanent additions by transferring territory through a realignment of the territory in the delivery unit. This realignment could reduce or eliminate an existing auxiliary route, reduce a regular route to auxiliary status, or eliminate it in, in its entirety. Transferring territory, 243.231. Before transferring territory, determine the objectives of the final route adjustments and consider the following points. Implementation of new programs, whether the adjustment should be entirely within regular routes only, transferred from established auxiliary routes to regular routes, from regular routes to established auxiliary routes, to establish additional auxiliary routes, to convert auxiliary routes to a regular status, to eliminate auxiliary irregular route, to reduce a regular route to an auxiliary route. Consider adjustments in terms of sectors and segments to be added to or taken from the route. Adjustments must not result in the splitting of a segment. A sector is designated by the sixth and seventh digits of the zip code. It is composed of a maximum of 100 segments. A segment is the smallest unit to which Mechanized distribution and carrier route adjustments can be provided. The 8th and 9th digits of the zip code identify the area known as a segment. A segment may, also, a segment may, may be any of the following. Block face, one side of street between intersections or block. Cove or cul-de-sac. 100 block range, which is not intersected by another street. Firm, building, or firm within a multi-firm building. Floor or floors within a building, cluster box, group of apartment boxes, all are part of a mobile home park. 243.232. To determine the territory to be transferred to or from an, any route, consider that scheme changes should be kept to a minimum and simplified where possible. Routes should be compact, avoiding dog legs, and should not cross zip code boundaries except in unusual circumstances. Routes should begin and end as near as possible to the delivery unit or transportation. Excessive retracing or deadheading should be avoided. Adjustments should be made so that future growth may be absorbed by auxiliary routes. Variations in territory, mail volume, and methods of delivery will affect the final adjustment. 243.316, Office Time Column. The character of the route more or less governs the methods of computing the office time for the territory being transferred between routes. Following are some methods which may be used. If the deliveries on the route are similar in character, 
The following simple formula for determining the amount of office time for the deliveries transfer may be used. Divide the average office time of the inspection period appearing on Form 1840 for a route from which territory is being transferred by the total number of possible deliveries. For example, a route has 400 possible deliveries and the average office time for the inspection period is 120 minutes. 120 divided by 400 equals 3 minutes per delivery. The total number of deliveries being considered for transfer should, multi should be multiplied by minutes or a fraction of minutes per delivery. Another method to determine the office time percentage factor is to divide the average office time for the count week by the average total time. For example, 165 minutes office time divided by 486 minutes total time equals 34%. Therefore, the allowance of 34% of the total time value of any territory to be added or taken away from a route must be allowed for office time to prepare the mail for delivery. Another method when utilizing the handheld computer is to count the mail by zip plus four sector segments so that the number of mail pieces delivered in a segment can be calculated to determine the office time allowance for each segment to be transferred between routes. To calculate the office time allowance when transferring particular route segments, any other following three methods may be used. My tongue is getting tired. <laughs> Damn. Apply the current casing standards of 18 letters, 18 other size, and 70 strap out to the actual segment mail count from the day of inspection. For example, a section receives 220 pieces on day of inspection. 180 letters divided by 18 equals 10 minutes. 40 other size pieces divided by 8 equals 5 minutes. 220 divided by 70 equals 4 minutes. The office time allowance for that segment would be 19 minutes. Follow above but factor in the percentage of standard office time used during the week of inspection from the carrier who serviced the segments in the most recent inspection. For example, the, the carrier who serviced the segment utilized point 80 of standard office time allowed during the week of inspection. 19 times point 80 equals 16 minutes. The office time allowance for that segment would be 16 minutes. Follow A above but factor in the percentage of standard office time used during the week of inspection from the carrier whose route is gaining the segment being transferred. For example, the carrier whose route will pick up the segment utilized, point eighty-five of standard office time allowed during the week of inspection. 19 times point eighty-five equals 17 minutes. The office time allowance for that segment will be 17 minutes. I told you I was going to read this whole thing, and I'm going to do it. I'm sitting here reading M39 language to you. <laughs> oh, shit. But it's in here, and I'm going to read it, because I'm sick of people saying, did you read the damn memo? So we're going to read it right here. Whole damn thing. Additional method to transfer office time. We're jointly agreed to by the route evaluation and adjustment team, Another method to transfer office time under this agreement is an office factor based on the evaluated office time, possible deliveries, and fixed office time minus five minutes for lines 8 to 13. The formula is evaluated office time minus the adjusted fixed office time minus five minutes divided by possible deliveries. This formula provides the time value that can be used to determine the amount of office time to transfer based on the number of deliveries being moved. 
For example, a route has 400 possible deliveries, 48 minutes to fixed office time, and an evaluated office time of 95 minutes. Adjusted fixed office time, minus 5. 48 minus 5 equals 43 minutes. Office time. Adjusted fixed office time, 95 minus 43 equals 40, 52 minutes. Office time factor, 52 divided by 400 equals 0.13 minutes per delivery. Considerations for router adjustments. Routes evaluating more than 8 hours can, can use router as permanent relief. Routes evaluating less than 8 hours that currently have router time assigned to the route Consider reducing, eliminating router time to adjust routes. Consider territorial adjustments to adjust routes. Routes evaluating less than eight hours that do not currently have router time assigned to that route must make permanent additions by transferring territory in the delivery unit. The establishment and administration of router positions must be consistent with the November 21, 2001 National Memorandum of Understanding router, carrier craft, and other agreements between the parties regarding routers. Maximization of router positions must comply with the September 21, 1988 router assignment instructions and the April 13, 1989 settlement agreement on case number there, which states in part, Item 3 of the September 21, 1988 router assignment instructions states, that router positions should be maximized to full eight-hour positions to extent practicable. The parties may consider implementing router adjustments and then reviewing the practical administration of the router assignments during the revisit of the adjustments as a means of addressing certain disputes over the use of routers. At the option of the branch president, a full-time city delivery duty assignment is in a zone within a facility where all routes are optimized using care optimal routing, or CORE, will be open for expedited bidding by seniority. If multiple zones within a facility are optimized, the branch president may choose to limit bidding to the city letter carriers holding full-time city, city delivery duty assignments in each impacted zone or open bidding to all city letter carriers holding full-time city delivery duty assignments in all optimized zones within a facility. If the expedited bidding option is chosen by the branch president, the postmaster or designee and the branch president or designee will jointly oversee the expedited bidding process in advance of the adjustment implementation. If the expedited bidding option is chosen by branch president, the postmaster or designee and the branch president or designee will jointly oversee the expedited bidding process in advance of the adjustment implementation. Cares will remain on their original assignments until the date of implementation. When available, CORE will be jointly used by the team as a tool for route optimization and adjustment provided the data preparation has been properly completed and is current. The district lead team will review the data preparation and determine whether the additional data preparation for the zone is needed. CORE technicians, at least one USPS selected and at least one NALC member will be selected in each district, will be made available to complete all CORE adjustments. No adjustments will be implemented between November 15th and January 1. Care Optimal Routing, CORE The use of CORE by the Route Evaluation and Adjustment Team must be consistent with the applicable provisions of Handbook M39 and their application of the CORE process must also comply with the party's national settlements which are reproduced below. 
The district lead team will coordinate with the USPS district office and NALC MBA office to ensure core technicians, at least one USPS member and at least one NALC member, will be made available in each district to complete the all core adjustments. There is no policy prohibiting a district lead team member, route evaluation and adjustment team member, or local office contact from performing adjustments while serving a dual role as a core technician. Case-by-case objections will be reprocessed through the issue resolution process. The NALC is permitted to have a route evaluation and adjustment team member serve as the NALC core technician in conjunction with or in lieu of the route evaluation and adjustment team member assigned to a zone when core is used. In situations where NALC core technician is unavailable, the NALC route evaluation and adjustment team member can be replaced by another route evaluation and adjustment team member for the route adjustment phase when core is used. Core is considered available in any zone where the core data preparation is completed before the adjustment and where NALC and USPS core technicians are available. If changes have occurred in a zone related to the data prep, updates to the data files for the zone will be made appropriate. When transferring, <laughs> when transferring territory, the back of the PS Form 1840 will indicate by sector segment any change in street credit from the actual street time used for that sector segment on PS Form 3999, including all relay, travel, allied time, etc., any such proposed adjustment to the carrier street time must be documented and explained by appropriate comments on the reverse of PS Form 1840. My right eye is getting tired. For example, territory transferred from Route City 2 to Route City 4 would be noted by sector segment in the relief column of the PS Form 1840 reverse for Route 2. The same territory would be noted by sector segment in the addition column on the PS Form 1840 verse for Route 4. Allied times associated with that territory will also be reviewed to determine if they should be transferred to the gaining Route 4 or left on the losing Route 2. Old relay times from the existing PS Form 3999 DSR PS Form 3999 recorded on as EXR, mercy, and new relay times recording as a adjusted for the process of adjustment on each route are identified on the reverse of PS Form 1840 by relay as well as total relay time for the route. The difference between these two total times is noted in the relief or addition column of the PS Form 1840 reverse. The route evaluation and adjustment team will be provided the relevant sport reports generated by CORE to review the specifics of the proposed changes regarding relays and relay time so that they can jointly make decisions regarding the proposed changes and then have the necessary documentation for the adjustment consultations regarding any agreed to changes. You remember last week when I said I ain't got time to sit down and read a damn 30 page memo? We're going on two hours. Two hours. <laughs> That's why I say, man, if you know something, just tell us. Don't tell us, go read a memo. This is what I'm talking about. I've been reading now for for hour and a half. So, you know, I, I get the importance of telling us to educate ourselves, but like I said, come on now. An hour and a half I've been reading. Y'all want me to do that when I get home? I'm getting mad at me reading. <laughs>
Some of the reports to be reviewed include, but are not limited to, existing route summary. This report should be printed first. It is the summary of the zone and each route in the zone as they existed before any changes are made. You will compare this to the adjusted route summary after Corps optimized the zone. Territory Transfer Summary Report. This report shows the number of deliveries that were on the existing old route and the delivery time that represents how many of these remain on the model, adjusted route, and what percentage of the old route this represents. Adjusted Route Summary. This report contains the same information for the routes in a zone after a core adjustment as the existing route summary has for routes in the zones before the adjustment. The existing and adjusted route summary reports are the before and after pictures of the adjustment. Allied Time. This report shows the parcel and accountable times that were moved from a route and the parcel and accountable time that stayed on the route. This report lists all the routes in the zone separately. Core does not automatically transfer parcel and accountable time. The core tech has to move this time manually at the route evaluation and adjustment team's direction. Similarly, other allied times that do not show up on this report may be adjusted at the route evaluation and adjustment team's direction. Some examples are relay time, replenish time, travel times, etc. Scheme change report. This support should be used to verify that all block ranges transferring from the existing route to the route that received the block ranges. Line of travel report. This support should be used to verify the, the route's line of travel. It should also be used to validate the travel to, travel from, and travel within times as discussed below. Travel to, travel from, and travel within times must be validated, documented, and discussed during the adjustment consultation. If there is a different credit of time proposed for travel within or travel to and travel from the route other than what existed as reflected by PS Form 3999, such new time will be validated and a decision made by the route evaluation and adjustment team regarding the proposed change prior to the adjustment consultation with the carrier. It is not necessary that the validation itself be done jointly in order to satisfy the route evaluation and adjustment team. For example, all travel to, travel from, and the total of all travel within times from the 3999, recorded as EXR, are identified on the reverse of PS Form 1840, and the new travel times are identified in an adjustment, recording as ADJ, on the reverse of PS Form 1840. The difference between these two times will be noted in the relief or addition column on the reverse of the PS Form 1830. The route evaluation and adjustment team will be provided all relevant reports generated by CORE to review the specifics of the proposed changes regarding travel times so they can jointly make decisions regarding their proposed changes, and then have the necessary documentation for the adjustment consultations regarding any agreed to changes. Any change in travel times from the 39 to 99 due to the proposed new travel pattern must be validated and then reviewed by the route evaluation and adjustment team so they can jointly make decisions regarding the proposed change. I'm getting giddy. The route summary report will be used as a tool to aid in the validation process. 
The evaluated office and street time selected by the route evaluation and adjustment teams will be transferred to the top left-hand corner of the PS Form 1840 reverse. The initial proposed adjusted office time and street times for the core process will appear on the top right corner of the PS Form 1840 reverse. The difference between these two times must be identified on the 1840 reverse by sector segment, which, when applicable, for each route. The difference in these times that must be specifically identified includes items such as proposed changes in relay times, travel times, allied times, delivery times, miscellaneous times, and eliminated added routes. Eliminated added routes can impact the total time difference due to demonstrated performance, selected street time, and fixed time such as travel from travel loading time, street breaks. You know, probably think I'm just in here, just pants drunk. Pants drunk in here reading this memo like this here. You ever heard of pants drunk? Y'all know what that is? It's, it's somebody who drinks at home alone in their underwear with no intention of going out. I bet y'all think that's my life. Just sitting here on this couch, just... This pants drunk. I'm going to make it through this thing, man. I promise you. I told you I was going to read it. I'm reading it. It's become a, a life's mission now. The route evaluation and adjustment team will be working with core technicians who know the system. The core technicians are there to make the necessary inputs and to explain any aspect of the core program process that the teams need to make decisions regarding the proposed adjustments. The core technicians will conduct such duties at the joint direction of the route evaluation and adjustment team. All decisions regarding the evaluation and adjustments of routes, including deductions and or changes proposed by core, are manually or made jointly by the route evaluation and adjustment team. Any items of disagreement will be identified and documented by the route evaluation and adjustment team and immediately referred to the district lead team. When transferring territory in core and non-core sites, the route evaluation and adjustment team may agree to change the time credit for a sector segment. Such change will be noted on the reverse of the PS Form 1840 with the team's explanation of the time that was added or deducted and the reason. If a PS Form 3999 was changed after being downloaded into the Delivery Operations Information System for either core or non-core site, the parties will jointly review the Delivery Operations Information System 3999 Audit Trail Report. Then it's got the core agreement in there. It says, Dear Mr. Young, recently our representatives met in pre-arbitration discussion of the above-reference grievance. After reviewing this matter, the parties agreed to the following. The carrier optimal routing core process is a management tool to assist with adjustment of letter carrier routes pursuant to Chapter 2 of Handbook M39. No components of the core program or application of the core process will be inconsistent with the route inspection, evaluation, or adjustment process found in Chapter 2 of the M39 Handbook. Should the Postal Service develop core for use in the minor route adjustment process, related components of the core program or application of the core process will be consistent with a specified minor route adjustment formula in Section 141.19 of Handbook M39. Local parties that have established by mutual agreement an alternate route adjustment method may also use applications of CORE consistent with their alternate route adjustment process. To facilitate the practical application of this understanding, 
when transferring territory, the back of the PS Form 1840 will indicate by sector segment any change in street credit from the actual street time used in sector segment on PS Form 839.99, including all relay, travel, allied time, etc. Any such adjustment to the carrier's actual street time must be documented and explained by appropriate comments on the reverse of the PS Form 1840. Additionally, any time adjustment in the base street time, which must be selected pursuant to M39, Section 242.321, will be documented and explained under the comments section on the reverse of PS Form 1840. Travel to, travel from, and travel within times must be validated, documented, and discussed during carrier consultation. The actual time should be taken from the inspection PS Form 3999 unless a new pattern is created during the route adjustment process. If a new travel pattern has been created, the new times must be validated. Notwithstanding any disputes regarding documentation and or justification for time adjustments made, the intent of the previous paragraph is for letter carrier to be made aware of any proposed time adjustment to the carrier's base street time and or to the street time of the territory being transferred. Time adjustments for territory being transferred will be by sector segment, including all relay, allied parcels, accountables, etc. Any time adjustment to a carrier's base street time must comply with the M39 section 242.345 through 242.347. Any grievance held pending a decision on this case will be resolved consistent with the principles of this agreement. Then we have another step four. Dear Mr. Orlando, on several occasions our representative met in pre-arbitration discussions on the above cash and grievance. Time limits were extended by mutual consent. The issue in this case concerns time credit for relays on routes that are adjusted when using the carry optimal routing core program. Currently, the time value associated with retrieving relays for delivery on a route is recorded on PS Form 39.99 and credited separately for each relay as relay time. In the core program, the actual total relay time recorded on PS Form 39.99 for a route is divided by the actual number of relays on the route prior to the route adjustment to determine an average relay time. When the core program generates a proposed route adjustment, it assigns the average relay time for each relay on a route. After reviewing this matter, we mutually agree to resolve the grievance as follows. If any existing relay remain unchanged during the proposed adjustment, the actual relay times from PS Form 3999 will be used. This would be accomplished with a miscellaneous street time adjustment on PS Form 1840 reverse through the use of the Allied Time Editing Process in CORE. Any other relay created by CORE will be reviewed and discussed with a regular city letter carrier assigned to the route during the route adjustment consultation. If the carrier believes the relay times are appropriate, no changes will be necessary. The supervisor and regular city letter carrier assigned to the route who are pre present at the route adjustment consultation will initial PS Form 1840 reverse to reflect the agreement. Where agreement is reached that an adjustment is necessary to the relay time, the amount of time to be added or deducted to the relay time will be recorded in the comments section of the PS Form 1840 reverse. The supervisor and regular city letter carrier assigned to the route who are present at the route adjustment consultation will initial PS Form 1840 reverse to reflect the agreement reached. A miscellaneous street time adjustment will be made in court to the route before the route adjustment is finalized and implemented to reflect the agreement. 
Where agreement cannot be reached, the carrier's comments will be recorded on PS Form 1840 reverse and considered before the route adjustment is finalized and implemented. The supervisor and regular city letter carrier assigned to the route who are present at the route adjustment consultation will initial PS Form 1840 reverse. Such consideration will be given consistent with the principle of adjusting routes to consistent as nearly eight hours of daily work as possible, pursuant to Section 242.122 of Handbook M39. This agreement does not change or alter the requirement to document on PS Form 1840 reverse and discuss with the carriers during the route evaluation consultation any time adjustment to a carrier's base street time in accordance with Section 242.345 of Handbook M39 and the National Pre-Arbitration Settlement on the Core Process, which I just read to you. Adjustment Consultation Carriers will be provided the evaluated time for their routes as soon as practicable after the initial consultation and in advance of the adjustment consultation. Any changes made to the proposed adjustments after the adjustment consultation will be communicated with the carrier in advance of implementing route adjustments. The route evaluation and adjustment team will conduct the adjustment consultation either in person, via video communications, or telephonically. A copy of the following statement will be provided to the carrier. Once the route evaluation and adjustment team has agreed on their proposed adjustments, with or without the use of core, they must make the completed PS Form 1840 verse available to the letter carrier at least one day prior to the adjustment consultation. Along with all information regarding the proposed adjustments, the 1840 verse must include the route evaluation and adjustment team's reasons for the selection of the evaluated office and street times. Every proposed adjustment must be clearly identified, documented, and explained on the PS Form 1840 verse and attachments so that they can be easily discussed with the carrier. The comments and recommendations of the carrier and whether there is agreement or disagreement with the proposed adjustments along with the reasons should be entered on a PS Form 1840 reverse. The carrier is not required to sign the form or any statement. A completed copy of the PS Form 80 reverse and any attachments will be provided to the carrier. After reviewing the comments from the carrier consultation, the route evaluation and adjustment team will make any jointly agreed to changes to the proposed adjustments, sign off on the final agreement to adjustments, and submit the package to the district office for implementation. Copies of any amended PS Form 1840 reverse will be sent to the appropriate carrier through the local office contacts. <laughs> route adjustment review process. The district lead team will review the adjustment data within 90 days of the implementation of the joint route adjustments to determine if a follow-up evaluation is necessary. My tongue's not even working right anymore. Ain't no telling how I'm pronouncing these words. <laughs> the district lead team will facilitate communication with the local office contacts prior to determining if a follow-up evaluation is necessary. If the district lead team determines a follow-up evaluation is needed, the district lead team will either conduct the review or assign it to a ride evaluation and adjustment team as appropriate days 30 to 60 following the implementation of the ride adjustments will be used for evaluation, analysis, and if necessary, implementation of subsequent adjustments, unless the ride evaluation and adjustment team mutually agree to use a different period. All routes in the zone will be evaluated, but territory adjustments will only be made to those routes necessary 
to adjust all routes to as near as eight hours as possible. The local office contacts may also jointly submit to the district team to make simple territorial changes as necessary, only for the purpose of correcting any obvious errors with the initial adjustment. If such a request is approved, the local office contacts will forward all necessary data to the district lead team so they may update their records and ensure proper recording of changes in the adjustment data. The district lead team will review the adjustment data between days 60 and 90 following the implementation of the joint adjustment to determine if a follow-up evaluation is necessary. The district lead team will facilitate communication with the local office contacts prior to determining if a follow-up evaluation is necessary. The route evaluation and adjustment team will create PS Form 3999 DSR for every route when conducting the route adjustments review using the information from days 30 to 60. In the event the team jointly determines PS Form 3999 DSR cannot be created, a PS Form 3999 will be completed for the route. For the review process, the evaluation team shall utilize jointly agreed upon DSR data from the review period to select a representative day to create a PS Form 3999 DSR. The team shall consult with a regular or representative carrier prior to importing edited DSR data into DOAS. Following implementation of any review adjustment, the evaluation team shall create a new PS Form 3999 DSR for any adjusted route utilized a jointly agreed upon representative day. The local office contacts may jointly submit to the district lead team requests to make simple territorial changes as necessary only for the purposes of correcting any obvious errors with the initial adjustment. If approved, the district lead team will be forwarded all necessary data so they may update their records and ensure proper recording of any changes in the adjustment data. Section 271 of the Handbook M39 may not be used as a means to circumvent the joint route adjustment process outlined in this agreement. Notification of any approved requests under Section 271 will be provided to the district lead team who will assign a route evaluation and adjustment team to make any needed route evaluations and adjustments. Any data from route inspections conducted pursuant to Section 271 of Handbook M39, which began prior to the signing of this agreement and not yet been adjusted, will be forwarded to the district lead team who will assign a route evaluation and adjustment team to make any needed route adjustments. The area regional team will be made aware of any planned Handbook M39 Section 271 special route inspections. Whether management or carrier initiated as far in advance as possible, so they may provide such information to the district lead team to discuss and consider whether to mutually agree to opt the affected zone into the process outlined in this agreement. Any data from the route inspections conducted pursuant to Section 271 of the Handbook M39 which began prior to the signing of this agreement and have not yet been adjusted will be forwarded to the appropriate district lead team who will assign a route evaluation and adjustment team to make any needed route adjustments. All routes, <coughs> all requests for special inspections made pursuant to Section 271G will be evaluated by local management. If approved, the request will be turned over to the district lead team who will assign a route evaluation and adjustment team for evaluation and to make any needed route adjustments. Once an approved 271 request is turned over to the evaluation and adjustment team, 
All guidelines in the MOU will apply. Here's an MOU. Alternate Evaluation and Adjustment Process. The National Association of Letter Carriers, AFL-CIO, and the United States Postal Service have a mutual interest in exploring new and innovative methods for maintaining routes and proper adjustment throughout the year in an efficient and effective manner. To that end, the parties agreed to the following for locally developed route evaluation and adjustment processes. The local parties may jointly submit a locally developed alternate route evaluation and adjustment process to the NLC, National President, and the Postal Service Vice President, Labor Relations. A submitted proposal must include a cover letter signed by the NLC Branch President and the Postal Service Installation Head and must provide a detailed explanation of the process. If the proposal is jointly agreed to by the national parties, the local parties will be notified regarding implementation. This agreement expires on December 31, 2023, and is without prejudice to the position of either party or this or any other matter and may not be cited in any form except its terms. This agreement is without prejudice to the positions of either party in this or any other matter. The procedures described in this agreement will be utilized solely for the purpose of implementing the jointly route adjustment process outlined herein and may not be cited for only for purposes of enforcing the terms of the agreement. Either party may terminate this agreement by providing 30 days written notice to the other party. However, such a termination of this agreement shall not affect completion of any ongoing route evaluations or adjustments pursuant to this memorandum or invalidate any route adjustments made as a result of the process outlined herein. And here's a little form here. Technology Integrated Alternate Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process 2022-2023 Local Office Contact Pre-Evaluation Questionnaire Location Station Installation State Zone USPS Local Office Contact Phone and Email NALC Local Office Contact Phone and Email The zone listed above has been selected for evaluation and potential adjustment under the Technology Integrated Alternate Route Evaluation and Adjustment Process. In the near future, one representative each from the NALC and USPS will jointly be evaluating all necessary data to determine the base office and base street time for each route in this zone that includes casing or delivery of mail. The review period will include a live week of data collection jointly selected by to be. It's got the month date to date. Additionally, the review period will include the following seven randomly selected weeks. And it's got one through seven month date to date. To properly evaluate the routes in this zone, it is important for the evaluation and adjustment team to be made aware of the issues that may affect the evaluations. The questionnaire below will help the team better understand these issues. As local office contacts, you and your counterpart must answer the following questions together and return the completed questionnaire to the evaluation and adjustment team. 1. During the review period, are there any known events, for example, seasonal routes, college town issues, operational changes, new growth, etc., having a substantial impact on mail volume, office time, or street time for any of the routes in the zone being evaluated? If so, please explain and list which routes are impacted. 2. During the review period, are there any issues with routes not being serviced by the regular letter carrier on a regular basis? 
If so, please identify which replacement letter carrier would be best to use for evaluation purposes. Three, do any of the routes have abbreviated delivery on certain days of the week for reasons such as closed businesses on specified days? If so, please list each route and which days of the week the abbreviated delivery takes place. Four, are there letter carriers in the selected zone who do not perform all the duties associated with their route each day due to work hour restrictions, medical restrictions, union time, or any other circumstances? If so, please list their name and to which route they are assigned. Five, are there any routes in the selected zone that receive parcel help, street help, casing help on a normal basis? Are there any routes that perform duties in addition to casing delivering mail? Uh, combo routes. Are there any routes that do not require the use of delivery vehicle, bicycle, walkout routes? If so, please list below. In the past, have any data integrity issues such as improper use of work hour codes, modification of clock rings, auxiliary assistance not being recorded accurately, inaccurate work hour transfers, transfers, etc., been identified in the selected zone? If so, please explain. Number 11. Are there any routes that have left-hand delivery or utilize the crisscross X method of delivery? 12. Please list any of the other information that may be helpful to the evaluation and adjustment team to provide an accurate evaluation of the routes in the selected zone. The contact information for the evaluation and adjustment team assigned to the selected zone is listed below. Please return copies of the questionnaire to the following individual by the date. That, my brothers and sisters, is 1983. (laughs) Good God. Two and a half hours. We did it. We read it in its entirety. Now we have it on an episode. So if y'all are out there on the route and you're like, man, I'm tired of listening to this old country music or this old rock music or this old pop music, put that on there and listen to it. That's 1983. Now I've read all three of the memos to y'all now. Okay. In its entirety from the front to the end. I just want us to be prepared, man. I just want us to be prepared. I know a lot of times I come across as a straight asshole and I get it and I probably can be. But I don't want us taken advantage of at any point ever. I don't. I hate the thought of it. And I get plenty of emails talking about it. Okay. I love each and every one of y'all. Truly. Uh, those postal uniforms, man. I mean, it, it, it does my heart good seeing y'all and talking to y'all. I love you. Uh, but, and I love my union. I love the NALC. I, I get angry sometimes, uh, and that's probably because I do love them so much, and I want them to, I want us to do right by us. Uh, when I'm representing the NLC, uh, I give it everything I've got, everything I've got, and I've done it a long, long time, and uh, we've we've done some some very good things. So yeah, I get a little a little up uptight sometimes, a little bitter, but. Uh, I'm sold out to the union, man. Don't ever question that. Uh, I'll be at the national convention, like I said. I'm going to support President Orlando and his ticket, whatever it may be. Uh, I know there are other people talking about it, but be careful of shiny little things in the water, okay? 
be careful of those things. Uh, that's doomed a lot of fish with the anticipation of, of something good on the end of it and, and you get end up with a hook. It's not nearly what you thought. So anybody out there that's trying to be something shiny in the water, be careful, all right? Uh, this ticket, uh, President Orlando's ticket, I know people on there, and I have been to wars with them. And I know what they're about, and I've got them. I've got their backs, okay? Be careful of those others out there that are that are fishing with lures, okay? Shiny ones. Uh, you're going to get hooked into something that you probably don't, don't want. Um. And my business agent in this region, I, I know him. I've known him most of my life, and uh, I've got his back 100%. I've had business agent on here, Mr. Mr. Cariff. I know his heart. Back him 100%. Uh, I do. I mean, there got some true badasses in this union, man, some true badasses. And uh, I'm honored to work with them, beside them. And um, so uh, – I'm definitely not anti-establishment. Now, I'm going to say it like it is. I'm going to tell you my heart. Like that, my, my favorite Western, the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm going to tell it all on here, the good and the bad and the ugly. Um, but I love my carriers and I love my union. And I'm sold out to both of them, truly. So those of y'all who've reached out this week, man, we've had a great time. We've done a lot of contentions. A lot of discipline, okay? Uh, we'll continue to do that. I'll help you as much as I can. Like I said, I don't mind it at all. Uh, I'll help as much as I can. Uh, I love each and every one of you. I do. Um, so, again, National Convention next week. Y'all come see me, all right? Uh, I'll be in Region 8. Come over there. I'll probably have a knucklehead JB with me. Uh, and uh, y'all come holler at us. Okay, me and JB will be over there in Region 8, Tennessee section. I'd love to see y'all. Love to talk to you, all right? Uh, again, uh, thank you to the those of y'all who are helping as much as you can. Mr. Jeremy Swift is what I'm talking about. And others who have reached out to me trying to educate me so that I can talk to y'all. Because I just want this to work. And it will work. I know it will. We have some absolute studs on our side, man. And you see by these memos what they got to go through. It's a bunch of stuff, man. Bunch of stuff. Uh, but carry us with, let's do our part, okay? On the routes, let's carry our scanners with us at all time. Do our routes like we're supposed to. You know, I, I get lazy sometimes and do things I shouldn't. Of course, you know I'm old now, so <laughs> I'm do that. But y'all take care of yourselves. Take care of the your, your carriers, uh, your CCAs. Take care of them during this this heat again take care of yourselves all right y'all need me you holler at me email me message me i'm here for you i'll always be here for you that'll never change so have a great rest of the week there's you almost three hours of episode the good the bad the ugly we're going to talk about it there's 1983 in its entirety all right y'all have a great rest of the week Hopefully I'll see a lot of y'all next week at the at the convention. Come talk to me, JB. All right. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.